0: Good morning, welcome to Daily Kefefe with Carter and Carrie. Today is Wednesday, May 29th, and we are going to do another short and sweet Daily Kefefe. And we thank you for joining us. If you haven't already hit subscribe, please hit subscribe on our YouTube videos because that helps us out. And we, ha- we have a subscribe star now.
1: Short and sweet. Yeah, we have a subscribe yeah. star. And you can have... Actually, maybe I should pull our subscribe star up while I'm talking about it so I can... You have many options on Subscribestar. star if you become a subscribe star patron i guess i don't know if they call them patrons whatever if you become a subscribe star subscriber you get to officially be an unperson i love have-
0: our tiers guys <laughs>
1: People you can, can be look- a
0: wrong thinker depending on how much you give a wrong heretic. thinker a heretic
1: yep yep so
0: all the way to literally hitler
1: all the way to literally hitler so there's that you know what, Carrie? I forgot to tell you before the show. You and I have talked about doing a word of the day. Yeah. And uh, I found so I have I I have old dictionaries because that's the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. And I found I found this stuffed in one of my old dictionaries. It is I don't know if you remember these because you're about my age, right? This is the practice sheets for SAT words for the SAT oh. verbal. I remember those.
0: I used to um, teach SAT prep. I had a bunch of those.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking we should go through them, but I actually looked at the first, the first words. They're not even that exciting. Acumen, adamant, anomaly, antipathy. Yeah. It's like those, those aren't honest. those aren't exciting words.
0: No, we those are not.
1: Find, we need to find better words. But if people want us to do a word of the day, let us know.
0: Well, we did pusillanimous, which yeah, means cowardly. Cause,
1: cause I want to call people pusies, which I never did after that but I like.
0: Uh, Do you know the word parsimonious? I like that word a lot.
1: Yes. In fact, I think that's actually, I think I actually saw that on this list. Parsimonious is good. Although I prefer to use the more triggering synonym of niggardly because it really.
0: People will freak out. (laughs) They have no idea. Oh gosh,
1: people. I know. Go ahead. Go tell me that's offensive. Now I'm a white supremacist because I used a vocabulary word that you don't know the origins of and don't understand. Oh, gosh. Uh (laughs) I don't use that word. I just used it for comic effect. Uh, Uh, I just don't have a lot of opportunity to use words like parsimonious. Should we get into actually what we're trying to be short and sweet about today, Carrie? Yeah, let's you're looking off into the distance at vocabulary words.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I was looking for this one particular book. I was going to show you, but I don't see it. Um, I'll 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 get it. I'll be I'll prepare for next time. It's a funny book.
1: No, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Okay, this this to me uh, is a, is more. This is a more serious, uh, more serious topic. I think. Let's talk about Antifa. And there's this. So there's this person. There's an article. I'll put this article up. There's an article in Quillette today. The article is by Owen Lenehan. I think it's pronounced Owen. It's E-O-I-N, Lenehan. And it's called, It's Not Your Imagination. The Journalists Writing About Antifa Are Often Their Cheerleaders. Now, you and I have talked about Antifa a little bit in the past, but maybe we should really quickly just go over what Antifa is. So Antifa is, it was founded, I believe during or just prior to World War II in Europe. And in, in, um, in Germany, there was a rise of, of fascism and obviously, and it was founded by, the, the, the argument at the time really was like communism versus fascism. Those were the, this was how the debate was kind of couched. There was no, there was not a large freedom party presence in, in Germany and in Europe. So there, the Antifa it stands for anti-fascist, and it was Marxists who opposed the rise of fascism. And eventually, obviously, you know, they didn't oppose it well enough in Germany. And Antifa ended up spreading out throughout Europe over the years. It's, it's in the U.S. now. And it's important to understand a few things. First of all, Antifa, they redefine words. So when they talk about things, you think it makes sense because the words they're using don't sound that bad. But in reality, that is not, they don't mean what you think they mean. And all you have to do to find that out is read, I read the Antifa handbook and they're very clear about what they mean in the Antifa handbook. They just know that only people really interested are gonna read the Antifa Handbook. Most of those people are gonna join Antifa and they want to be violent and, and, and promote Marxism. Uh, but the rest of us are just gonna hear them talk about being anti-fascist and we're gonna nod our heads and go, well, yes, I'm anti-fascist. Antifa sounds like a reasonable thing. But that is, first of all, they don't mean anti, when they say anti-fascist, their definition of fascism, and I'm not being hyperbolic. This is from their handbook. Anything that's not a form of Marxism is fascism. That is their definition. So when they say, when they call themselves anti-fa, they're pro Marx. They're Marxifa, whatever they are. I don't know. They're, that doesn't, that's not a good phrase. I don't know. They're pro Marx. Pro Marx instead of anti fascist. That's what they are. So they're They're just a pro-Marxism group. And they also use language that makes it sound, well, first of all, they redefine things like violence. So they, they say, as we've talked about before, right? Words are violence. You're, you know, you hate speech is violence, blah, 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 blah. And so what they will say is, well, yes, there was a violent There was a violent confrontation at this rally that Antifa showed up in, but it was the far right who initiated violence. We were just responding. But the facts on the ground are you usually go something like this. Someone they don't like speaks. They hit that person with a bike lock or someone listening to them with a bike lock. So. To them, the violence has been started by the person on the right because they said things that were mean or that they disagreed with. But the layman's definition of violence and the actual real definition of violence is is almost always started by Antifa. They show up and they throw bricks, hit people with sticks, hit people with bike locks, and generally attack people, throw uh, M80s into crowds. This is, this is what they do, and they don't think that's violence. They think anything that they this, – this is another – got to understand their philosophy. Anything they do to oppose fascism, which, again, is non-Marxism, anything that they do to oppose non-Marxists is free expression and defense. At, at, at worst, it's self-defense as far as they're concerned. So – because they think everyone is literally Hitler. So – why not kill Hitler now while he's, you know, saying to vote for a policy you don't like? Because really, someday in the future, he'll be gassing Jews, so that justifies killing him. That's, that's their mentality about everyone who disagrees with them. And so they use this language as if they aren't the ones instigating violence, but they are the ones that are initiating, initiating the use of force. And actually, the, the phrase they use is direct action. They, they encourage direct action. Direct action means hitting people with bricks. That's what direct action means in Antifa parlance. So that's, that's what Antifa is. Carrie, do you want have anything to add about Antifa? Uh,
0: I have a lot to add about Antifa. Um, you know, being someone who is from the left and who was in the SJW left for as long as I was for about 20 years, I've, they infuriate me. Uh, And I think, I think it is the responsibility of people on the left to call out our crazies and our extremists and the violent people in our midst the same way we would expect people on the right to do it for theirs. And so I get a ton of pushback from people on the left who, when I first started, my beliefs started changing after the election, I started seeing all the violence that was being committed by people on my side. Um, And I started kind of, speaking I was more meek back then I guess about like, hey guys I don't know if this is cool <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I got a lot of pushback and I still get pushback from people who are like they think I must be on the right or why do you always criticize the left why do you always criticize Antifa two reasons set your own house in order and that just doesn't have to do with the individual but it has to do with your side um I'm not on the right you know I I can I can talk about the alt-right and criticize them, but I'm not deeply familiar with them. And they're not, they don't represent me in any way. Antifa does, or they right. claim to. And they they are basically um when I talk about SJW ideology and alt-left ideology, it's the belief system, it's the ideology that undergirds not just Antifa, but what has now become a lot of the mainstream left, at least at least in terms of I say mainstream meaning. Um, people who have the loudest voices in academia and politics, in social media companies, you know, in entertainment and all that stuff. So it this ideology undergirds it. Antifa is like the fist for that ideology, and they all support it. A lot of them support it. Not all of them. A lot of them support it. And like you said, you'll see the media. I just sent you a couple links. Um, one of them is.
1: Like I, I can show it. Do you, which one do you want me to show? Show
0: the show the article about that CNN boob uh, who said. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Antifa is a good cause, he says.
0: Yeah, he scroll down to what he actually said. They took, they took that sentence, but I want people to see it in context.
1: Okay, you ready? You can talk about Antifa. I've watched them in streets protesting in different situations, okay? Cuomo said. There are certainly aspects of them that are true to a cause. That is a good cause. They want social justice. They want whatever they want in that context.
0: This is exactly what you just said. They they try and paint themselves as being anti-fascists. So idiots like this guy
1: will. He is, he is functionally retarded, Chris Cuomo. <laughs>
0: He, people like this will take them. Oh, they're just against fascism, and then hope that people believe that. That is not what they are. They are fascists. Like the way they look at the way someone behaves. Don't look at what they say. What are, what are their, What's their behavior? They support violence. They support censorship. They support like Carter said, like throwing bricks, hitting you with bike locks, um, and and you get people like this. So not just not just that, but there was another CNN guy. It might have been the same dude. Who um, there was a, a where they said that they were defending the violence of Antifa and they said that not all punches are equal, that some punches are necessary.
1: (laughs) Some punches are more equal than others.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Some punches are more equal than others. I think that's what they said, which is crazy. They're defending violence. They they
1: recognize what they're quoting and the context, right? I, I, to me that's just really funny. That's, that quote is not a honorable quote from, from animal farm, right? That's.
0: no, they don't realize what they're quoting, but they're they they are supporting violence. You, I know we've mentioned this before, but there's a picture. See if you can find that photo. Keith Ellison, DNC, Keith Ellison taking a selfie with the Antifa handbook and posting it on Twitter. You would never see someone on the right. So here's a difference. There's a couple of differences between the alt left and the alt right, between Antifa and the white nationalists. Um, on the one hand, they're united in a lot of ways. Look at that.
1: There's Keith Ellison with the Antifa. Handbook, right? And the Antifa Handbook, like I said, it's, it's pretty radical. It promotes violence and, and it promotes the idea that anyone who's not a Marxist is a fascist and they should be violently overthrown. And it defends the idea that uh, all of the use of force by Antifa, the initiation of the use of force by Antifa is somehow defense because everyone who's not a Marxist is literally Hitler. That's yeah. the book.
0: That's the book. And you would never see somebody on the right doing the equivalent of that. In fact, the right, this is one of the differences. The right calls out their crazies. The right condemns them. Trump condemns them. I don't care if you believe that lie that he did did not. He's repeatedly over and over belabored the point of condemning white nationalists and the alt-right. Um, people on the left do not equally, and a good match, they do not condemn the alt left which they should be doing. Every once in a while you'll see someone who does um I think Robert uh is it Robert Reich is that his name? I, I always forget this guy's name. Yeah, okay. So I he actually criticized them once and I was so encouraged by that. I'm like, okay, good. Well, there are some leaders on our side who are starting to call out this crazy nature instead of endorsing it because most of what you see is them doing these what what Chris Cuomo or whatever is doing which is like kind of kind of uh, justifying it, like soft justification for it, or openly embracing it like Keith Ellison is doing. And so one of the differences is the left doesn't call it out as much. And the other difference is that it is so much bigger and more, um, the alt-left is much bigger, more dangerous because of its influence, because of the big influence than the alt-right. Nobody, the alt-right is minuscule. Wasn't there a KKK rally that just happened and there were like 20 people there or something ridiculous? (laughs) Like
1: this test, you can go to any any party, any gathering, any event in Silicon Valley or probably elsewhere in the country. I'll just talk about where I know. And if you say, oh, I'm in Antifa or I like Antifa. No one will bat an eye. Yeah. But if you say, I don't know, but I assume if you were to say, I like the KKK. (laughs) uh, You would probably be thrown out physically and like your life would be destroyed. I mean, As you should be, but both that should
0: happen to Antifa people too. It doesn't happen to Antifa people. They don't treat Antifa people the way they treat the white nationalists, and they should. They're equally important.
1: The KKK is is my favorite analogy for Antifa because the KKK was the violent arm of the Democratic Party. That's how it started because the Democrats couldn't go around being violent to black people like they wanted to be because, remember, the Democrats were anti- Uh, Black, they were pro-slavery. It was the Republicans who were. I'm not a Republican. This isn't a rally call for Republicans. I'm just saying. Historically, it was the Democratic Party. They they wanted Jim Crow laws. They wanted to to keep the freed slaves down and out of politics and out of society. And they couldn't do that legitimately as a political party. So the KKK was their kind of militant arm of the Democratic Party. Antifa is the modern day equivalent of the KKK. It's the same thing. They they want to smash people that they don't like. They want to shut people up that they don't like. They want Marxism. They they want to shut up anyone who's advocating for free speech or anything else. But they can't. You know, Chris Cuomo can't come out and say we should shoot. We shouldn't have free speech, and we should shoot anyone who disagrees with us or hit them with bike locks. But he can say antifa is a good cause. Like. <laughs> And the difference between Antifa and the KKK is that Antifa is not vilified. Antifa is socially acceptable, and that's a huge, huge difference. Imagine the KKK being socially acceptable and living in that world.
0: You can't that's imagine totally
1: fine it with respect to Antifa.
0: By the way, they both wear masks too, oh, like
1: super cowardly KKK and wear Antifa. Masks. Well, yeah. Antifa wears masks because they don't want to be doxed
0: well oh also because they're freaking cowards they can't put stand out there with their face doing what they're doing because part of them knows that what they're doing is foul and you don't want to have your face out there if you if you're proud and you don't have look you and i could be doxed just because we criticize the the sjw left like it's like right. but i don't i stand by what we do every day and if i go to a protest it's like I am there because I believe in the reason why I'm there. They wear a mask because when I see those little uh, punks, <laughs> this is, that's a better word than when I was thinking of. when I see them wearing, <laughs> when I see them wearing those masks, it's like you are using this to cover up um, like a really murderous, dark rage within you. Like you pretend that this is some, um, valiant thing that you're doing that this is noble and that you're out there fighting against fascism no you are using this as a as a mask to enact violent things that you want to do there is a darkness inside of you that you are feeding and you're doing it in the guise of oh but i'm doing something good no you're not you're, right. you're Enacting and eat, you're behaving in in an evil way, and it doesn't matter what you say your just ends are. You're beha- you're behaving in an evil way, and you're enjoy and there's a part of you that enjoys it. That's what makes me sick about.
1: That. Oh, they love it. You can see them get off on it. They love it. Oh, and they totally get off on it. Just to be clear, even if you're if it, there's a lot of people in Antifa who wear the masks and wear all the they they look like the violent people, but they're not violent. They don't want to be the violent ones. But they have, Antifa is, is relatively well organized. They're not, it's not centrally organized in the sense that there are, there are cells that kind of operate independently in many ways. But they, they are organized in the sense that they know exactly what they're doing. So what they do is they have like a, I think they call it the green block. These are all the people who dress in the black. They wear the, um, they wear the masks, but they're not gonna do violence. They're just the mass crowd who's gonna kind of stand back and, and yell and protest and have signs. And then there's the black block. The black block comes out of the green block, hits people with bike locks, beats people over the head with sticks, but they retreat back into the green block. And the green block provides cover for them so that you can't tell who it was in that massive crowd. They're intentionally trying to obfuscate who was the attacker. And so the the black block sits back, they hide in anonymity, they run forward, beat you over the head, and then run back into the green block. So now you've kind of lost them in the sea of people. And the people who weren't originally being violent they just kind of uh, perform a, they, they form a protective uh, circle basically around, or, you know, they let them get absorbed into the the amoeba-like mass, and and you can no longer find the individual who propagated the violence. I mean, obviously, Look cameras, up- and cell phone coverage have helped, yeah. and some people have been identified and prosecuted, but...
0: Look up Eric Clanton for people who don't know who he is. He's the, he's the professor, Antifa member who did what Carter's just talking about. He was in a mask. He came forward. He hit a Trump supporter, some kid, over the head with a bicycle lock and thought he would get away with it, like shrunk back into the crowd. But um, people online did, they took they, He was, but they took the photos and they took photos and video footage from lots of different Antifa rallies. And they did some kind of facial recognition software and they were, they figured out who it was and they helped the cops get this guy. And last night I can't remember if he's already is he already been convicted or not but but look the left the mainstream I don't left
1: what his his status was i thought maybe he got off but i don't remember
0: the mainstream left rallied around him in the bay area they were like they didn't see any that he had done anything wrong you can watch the video of him assaulting this guy and the blood yeah. like it's it's horrifying and they think that's okay because he's on the side of justice and i think i can't remember what he taught but i think he taught a class that was kind of ironic considering what he was <laughs> What that he's out in the streets like bashing Good. people over the head. Um but but uh okay, so I also have a personal thing about
1: Antifa. Well, we haven't even got into our main story yet. Should we get into that? Um, What's the main story? The main story is the article by this guy.
0: Oh <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay.
1: so we kind of totally forgot this.
0: Um, I have a lot of things to say about Antifa.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's at least quickly touch on it. So okay. there's been this feeling, <laughs> we'll say, among people or conclusion based on anecdotal evidence of like, hey, it seems like the mainstream media is really pro-Antifa. And this guy, uh, Owen Lenahan, wrote this article in Quillette. It's not your imagination. The journalists writing about Antifa are often their cheerleaders. And he, along with a colleague, he did a study. Where he uh, created a data set of 58,000 Antifa or Antifa associated Twitter accounts based on follows of 16 verified Antifa accounts. Then he used some software to kind of analyze the nature of the connections and went down to 962 accounts. Then they went through those 962 and found which ones actually were like journalists, verified. 22 were verified journalists. Um, 15 of whom work for regular national-level news outlets. So then he went through and figured out, okay, well, what's, what's the nature of their reporting about these people? And you can read this article. We'll put a link to this article below. But he goes through a couple examples. This guy, Patrick Strickland, he mentions this other guy, Jason Wilson, one of the reporters, and another one he calls out specifically is Emily... Gorsensky. And so he goes through and he notes that these reporters whitewash the violence that Antifa commits. They're basically embedded with Antifa. Here's this is Jason Wilson next to one of the Antifa guys who, you know, the Antifa doesn't let reporters in, but they do let these people in, these, these reporters. And these journalists basically don't have anything negative to say about Antifa. They whitewash the Antifa violence and they paint a narrative of, well, both sides were violent and blah, blah, blah. They, they are part of Antifa in a very real way and yet they're treated like mainstream journalists. So these are, these are people who write for Huffington Post and The Guardian and those kind of of publications and they're not they're not even trying to be objective journalists but they're treated as if they're journalists and so basically the point of this article is what you felt or what you thought might be true which is the mainstream media has ties to antifa and they are and they they whitewash what antifa does and they are basically a the pr arm of antifa is true there are they are the pr of antifa it they are out lying about antifa and trying to Spread Antifa propaganda by using the language and the narrative that Antifa wants, citing Antifa people as experts when, without mentioning that they're Antifa people. And uh, I think this is this has got got people pissed off. But worse than the, I don't know, worse. In addition to this, the article comes out, and bam, what happens? The guy's Twitter, Doctor. Dr. Lenahan's Twitter account got suspended within hours of this article coming out. So this guy's account now is suspended.
0: I'm not. I don't know what the
1: justification. I haven't found out what the justification that Twitter gave was, but.
0: Well, so, so it's not just the media. It's, it's everyday people. Okay. The media is bad enough. I mean, the media is horrible that they are in bed with this. Fascist extremist group that pretends to be anti-fascist, um, but it. But then they get because they're in bed with them, and they kind of uh, downplay it and and make it seem like it's not that big of a deal. You get. I, I mean, I've lost one of the friends that I first lost when my opinions started changing was a good friend who uh, got really upset because I was criticizing Antifa and like. And, and, and also get this, you know, you're talking about the handbook and how, I mean, they're basically, they admit that they're Marxists. When I was talking about Marxism and communism, a lot of everyday people are like, they'll laugh at you because they don't know enough about the history. They just like SJWs don't even realize that their ideology is, is a form of Marxism. Um, They're like, communism, what are you crazy? What are you talking about? It's like, and so this friend got really upset and it's like unfriended me because her uncle's a member of Antifa and because she thought it was crazy that I was trying to connect Antifa to Marxism and communism. It's like, no, but that's Read what the they fucking are.
1: Manual.
0: Read the manual. <laughs> yes. But like really butthurt about it. And uh, yeah. So, so everyday people like her, like they defend this stuff and, and there is a, because the media... Creates the narrative that a lot of us believe in. They've created this false narrative that the alt right is huge and influential, and it's not. Now, granted, I do believe it's been growing in the past couple years in part because of that media narrative and because of the tacit support of the alt left, like these two factions need each other. The alt left, the Antifa needs the alt right. That's how they recruit. It's like this boogeyman over here we're going to tell you about. So we get this, your support and probably vice versa as well. But the, but alt left is what's huge and they have mainstream support. And um, it's not just, it's not just the media it's entertainers. Like, so I used to work in comedy. As some of you know, I was a comedy manager. I managed, not exclusively, but I managed a lot of comedians who shared my SJW ideology. A lot of them support Antifa tacitly or outright. A lot of them talk about, uh, I lost some comedian friends again, a couple years ago when I first started speaking out because they were defending this whole punch a Nazi thing. And they were simultaneously defining Nazi as anyone who supported Trump. Um, that's insane. You, you can't, you're doing the two things side by side. You're saying, you're saying fascists or Nazis are, are 63 million people who voted for Trump and that it's okay to target those people for violence. And I know comedians who were doing that. Um, uh, a couple of the worst offenders, like, I mean, there are a lot of them, but <laughs> I don't, I guess I shouldn't name names. But,
1: um, hey, I've uh, got no problem with you naming names. Uh, assume, well,
0: one of the ones I, I, assume assume I used to that, like,
1: like. Christina Wong supports Antifa
0: probably i love christina though and i'm christina was one of my clients and i i mean she does she does this really like carter has criticized this and i haven't just because i'm friends with christina but i do believe and i believe she's got her heart in the right place but she does this um children's show called radical cram school which is basically this it is it's identitarian marxism But, um, but no, she's not one of the, she's not one of the ones I'm talking about. Keith, Keith Lowell Jensen, he's an atheist comedian from the Bay Area. Um, he was so adamantly and passionately supporting, punching people and, and supporting violence. And, uh, he ended up blocking me or unfriending me, I guess. Um, but, uh, he, I've, I just, I was blown away. He was one of the first people that kind of made me just really take a hard look at who was on my side. Because I couldn't believe um, what he was condoning in public posts about, you know, attacking people. Uh, my old client, uh, W. Kamau Bell, who's on uh, the CNN show Fifty Shades of Grey. About Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: That, uh, Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Wait a minute. Flip an insight into Carrie's love life.
0: No, this is what's so funny. You're because, on Cofeffi. No, 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 no. But this is funny because the show is called United Shades of America. But I wanted to call it 50 Shades of America because I thought that was a funny <laughs> pun. <laughs> so in my mind, I still think of the show as 50 Shades of America. I was like, let's call it that. Um, he's on a show called United Shades of America on CNN. And um, uh, someone just sent me a clip of. He. Uh, one he spoke at this 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 um, basically Antifa supporting rally that was against one of the pa- the Patriots for Prayer um, rallies in the Bay Area. Now I don't know if you guys know about the Patriots for Prayer, but they were they're a lot of, they're Trump supporters, and they're they're all about like let's get together and and support you know unity this is this is what they talk about watch their videos if all you know about them is what the mainstream media has told you like you don't know enough so it was started by men of color joey gibson look up joey gibson uh look up will johnson um you know they're not white they're not white and they're not white supremacists and they don't preach white supremacy however right they pray which is offensive in the Bay Area, I guess. So, and they support Trump, and there are people of color who support Trump, so that's offensive to white liberals. I don't, so anyway, they um, ahead of one of their rallies in the Bay Area, Nancy Pelosi and a couple of other government officials called them white supremacists in the press. And I, I, at the time, I'm like, and Will Johnson did a video about it, and he's like, they're inviting violence against us by calling us that. Like, why would you call us that? And sure enough, there was a huge Antifa um attack on them. There's it was one of those skirmishes that you saw in the press where you can watch video of Antifa, not just attacking them. There's a video of Antifa attacking Joey Gibson. You can watch Antifa attacking members of the press, taking their cameras away from them, beating them up. Um but yeah, my former client, Comedian WKML Bell, spoke at one of at this rally and was and was calling the Patriot Prayer Rally guys white nationalists or Nazis or or you know, what they do. Um and somebody sent me this thing where recently, because that was a while back, where recently he, um, uh, I guess he got upset because Tucker Carlson had done a piece like kind of calling him out for that. Like, why is this CNN host supporting Antifa? And um, he just did a piece where he went and sat down with and did an interview with an Antifa member, but like a really kind of putting a nice face on it. You know? Yeah, yeah like... Now, granted, the first, I, I was working
1: with KKK members enjoyed well, actually on the beach. And,
0: well, actually, actually, Carter, let me interrupt. Because he did do the first, the pilot episode we ever did of that show was, and I was working with him then, was he sat down and talked to the KKK. So I he's do. not, a, yeah. And that, that was a great episode too. It was like, he's, it's like, not, he's not being a hypocrite in that way, but it is like, you know that he doesn't agree with the KKK and he makes that very clear you don't know that about antifa in fact it seems that he in this piece that i saw that he he supports them and um, and he's not the only one there's a ton of comedians who do and they and i'm sure a lot of them are just going along with it cuz that's what that's what the echo chamber does but and others do have good intent i know i've said this before but there are others who just they enjoy like the keith Will jensen guy who seem to just enjoy the idea of people who disagree with them being physically hurt. And, uh, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent here, but yeah, it's a co- comics too. It's, a, it's the comedian thing is one. there's a guy in LA, I don't know this comedian, but I think he's one of the worst offenders I've seen online. Josh Adronsky, Adrosky, Josh Androsky, that dude blocked me. So I can't see, I can't see what he talks about anymore. but he's horrible. He's like a total hypocrite. He like organizes groups of Antifa supporting alt left believing people to go after and physically confront uh prow boys and you know he's he's everything he claims to be against
1: the last thing he tweeted was this soviet propaganda piece i don't know if he's doing it ironically it says collective farmer become an athlete it's a weird weird guy
0: it it is a religion for a lot of these people and um okay so here's my personal story with antifa and the media uh this okay. also involves cnn i sent you some images um in 2017 in the fall of 2017 there were some people on the new in the new right who were had been organizing these um protests against google and uh they one of them was the guy um jack Pers- I, I don't know how to say his last name so Chris yep. And so they, they didn't have anyone in Austin and I got in touch with them and I was like, I'll host the one in Austin. And I'm not even on the right. Like I I was going to host it with a group I had started called, um, liberals for free speech, which is kind of funny because liberals should be for free speech,
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you need a separate group for that now, Carrie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Seth, explicitly, we are liberals for free speech. So I was organizing that. And, um, and with some of the people who come to my Philly dinners, we were going to do a rally at Google here in Austin. And the, I did my own separate group for the Austin one, like promotion on Facebook and whatever. My focus of it on it was a little bit different than theirs. I think, I think some of the other cities and some of the people on the right, they were focusing on conservatives being, um, silenced or, Deplatformed, perhaps on YouTube. I'm not sure, but my focus was on James Damore because that had just happened, uh, and yep. and I thought that it really showed. Um, here's a word of the day: what like what a panopticon uh, of of fear and self censorship Google was, where you had to be you had to have one belief system or risk being fired, like James Damore was. And um, I have a lot of reasons, as you know, to be um, concerned about the power of Google and about their ideological stance and um, their penchant for censorship and manipulating algorithms. And so we were planning a march for Google here in Austin. So then next thing I know, CNN runs a hit piece and the headline, which I think you can show is.
1: Yeah, here's here's the headline. Uh, White nationalists are planning nine rallies nationwide this weekend alone. And then they list uh, they list you, Carrie. Well, not you by name. But they, they list
0: mine.
1: My- Austin, that's you. March on Google. So you are a white nationalist, apparently. A white
0: nationalist. So after that came out, um, people found, went and looked for the Facebook events, the groups for these rallies. And uh, I started getting a deluge of hate mail and posts from people calling me and the group white nationalists and uh, all... Alt-Right, which wasn't even true. I'm like, hey, we're liberals organizing the Austin one. Hey, <laughs> it didn't matter. And uh, oh, and one of these guys, we had like mutual friends. And I was like, dude, like ask your friends. They know me <laughs> like I'm not whatever it is you think I am. This guy was just dead set on believing I was a white nationalist. And um, CNN did a correction where they changed the headline to Alt-Right. And I was like, hey, that's still not true. <laughs> Like still not true guys. (laughs) Nobody ever called us. Nobody ever talked to the Austin organizers. No, nothing happened. They, I mean, nothing happened in terms of actual journalism. They just did a total hit piece. And then um, the decision was made from the person uh, from Jack or whoever was organizing overall these rallies to cancel them because um, people started sending in death threats and saying that if we did these rallies, they were going to take cars and drive them into our, groups and kill us and so um we had to cancel the austin one as well but uh but hey look uh, does cnn lie does cnn uh, you know stand on the side of antifa yes and i have a personal example
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that just to be clear that guy is it the charles levine who wrote the not so dead book i don't know who he is but the author here here I'll, I'll put the name up. We can. I haven't. I don't. I haven't researched him. But Charles Levine is the guy who wrote this for CNN. But CNN's responsible, especially because I assume after you complained, he was not the only one involved in the decision to correct the title and they changed it to alt right. And no one said, "Hey man, how about you? Uh, how about you talk to the people here?"
0: Yeah. How about you find out who's actually organizing these things before you sick a bunch of hateful, violent Antifa people on him. Right. Or not. You know, what the hell, CNN. That's a lot of... I, I feel like you you do a lot of rants, but I just did a, a long...
1: No, it's good. I don't think short and sweet was the right way to describe this episode, but... Uh, <laughs> it was, and it was uh, an anti-Antifa episode, I guess, and just to educate people. And I will link to some of the stuff we talked about below. I think we actually also have a... Uh, I think we might've done, we might've done a show. I might've done a show after reading Antifa handbook at some point describing what was in it. I don't remember. If I did, I'll, I'll link to it. Anything else you want to add Carrie, or, or any, you know, before we wrap it up, anything else you want to add? Uh,
0: I like the, I like that you say anti-Antifa. That's pretty cool. Um, no, nah, I mean, I just, I think they're abhorrent and I think it's obvious if you step back and pay attention that they have broad mainstream support on the left in the media, in entertainment, at the social media companies. Um, And if you're on the left, I mean, I think, what greater responsibility do you have than to call out the extremists on our side? Like, that's what you should be doing. Anybody and everybody can sit and point fingers at the right and talk. And that's what most people I see my left leftist world doing is just constantly like trump this and that and you know the boogeyman of the 25 kkk people but like hey there's this actual growing horrific belief system and people who are willing to um violently and like push it and and carry it out on the because of that belief system who are willing to be violent against those who disagree with them maybe talk about that
1: (laughs) yeah they're a much bigger threat than you know the handful of white nationalists that everyone thinks are crazy.
0: Yeah. Who are crazy and nobody support and like nobody on the mainstream level supports. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, on that note, uh, please hit the subscribe button. Thanks for watching and we will talk to you tomorrow. Oh, can we say who we have on tomorrow? I think we can. No. Oh
0: yeah. I'm super excited.
1: Go ahead. You're excited.
0: Uh, James Lindsay,
1: Not so, that I'm excited, but I'm also excited too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So James Lindsay, along with, um, Helen Pluckrose, who I adore her writing and, uh, who's the Peter Bogosian? Is that how you say his last name?
1: Uh, I, something like that. Yeah.
0: The three of them are the ones who, the, the, the grievance study guys, the ones who sat and wrote these ridiculous academic papers that about like, um, uh, I guess like trans dogs and I don't know. It was like ridiculous stuff based in this belief system, and they got published.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did it as a test. To see if they, they did it as a- the crap that they that they put together, and of course the journals did. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll have him on tomorrow. So. Hey. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.